Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Hals and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being back. With lots of exciting stuff to talk about this week. We definitely have. But let's kick off with the uh, with the Varsity Cup. We haven't spoken about Varsity Cup now for two weeks. Um, I'm going to go back to round four. Northwest University Eagles 28, UWC 15, Shimlas 5, Ikees 59, Bits 11, CUT 19, Madibas 22. UJ with a win, 33. Tickies, 24. And Marty's, 31. That was round number four. And then on the 26th of April, round number five, Ikees, 76. CUT, 5. UWC, 25. Tickies, 31. UJ, 34. Shimla's, 32. Bits 77, Madiba 7, and then Marty's 26, NWU 12. Some interesting scores in round 4 and 5. Um, UJ coming, a win, coming away with two wins here. Yeah? Uh, one against the Madibas and the other one against Shimlas, um, which is not a bad sign for UJ. No, definitely. I mean, they... Traditionally, they've been quite strong in the Varsity they Cup. Um, this year, unfortunately, things haven't gone their way. Um, you know, they've come close in a few games, and, and obviously, you know, doubt sets in and so on and so forth. And, and yeah, after they've um, turned that table in the first win, obviously the second win was there. And, uh, you know, may that continue for them because UJ has always been a strong Varsity. Um, they've always played well in the Varsity Cup. They've produced some wonderful players, um, but there's a few there's a few other other universities that have also been there and thereabout, and um, you know the, the the normal ones like the Martys and the Ikes, and they keep producing the goods week in and week out. So, um, but it's exciting. It's I don't think it's a runaway for for anyone specifically. You know, everyone always backs Martys to to perform. Um, you know, they I don't think they've hit their straps 100% yet this year, and then. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the ones that are the underdogs, they they keep fighting, you know, and then you have some of the the, the lesser um, varsities playing in the Varsity Cup that is also surprised because some of them are, are lying at the top and close to the top, you know, and that is absolutely magic for, for Varsity. Then the last round on Friday, um, NWU 22, Bits 20, then Tuckies, Ikees, unfortunate. Madivas, 20. Shimlas, 24. UWC, 31. UJ, 5. CUT, 23. And Marty's, 18. The lock standing after those games, Ikees, 26. Tucks, 22. CUT, which I think is a bit of a surprise, at 22. Above Marty's at 20, at, with 20 points, NWU 19, UWC 13, UJ 12, Shimla's down the bottom there at 10, Vitz 7, and then the Madibas 5 points. 
Well, that's what I was saying. If you look at uh, CUT, um, that's lying third, yes. and Marty's below them, that's two teams that I spoke about earlier, where Marty's traditionally would be first and second. Yes. Um, and CUT would be at the bottom. Um, but they've they've played quite a nice brand of rugby uh, since the since the start of of the Varsity Cup and and deservedly. I mean, they led the log for for a few rounds. Yes. Um, obviously, lying third now, but they close they close to the top. And and for a for a Varsity, they've come through the ranks. I mean, they started in Varsity Shield a few years ago and moved up and then battled in the beginning. And and this year they they eating their straps and. So, so the setup there, and obviously coaching staff have planned it to yes. perfection, if one can call it that. And I think there's a, it's a happy camp. There's a, there's a happy vibe in the, in the, in the camp, um, and it speaks volumes for when they take the field. So, and obviously there's a few exceptional players in that squad as well, you know. So, um, whereas Marty's traditionally is there near about, um, they haven't disappointed in, in the sense that they've been poor. But I think there are games that they would have expected to win that just didn't go their way. But that's why we love the sport. So when you think you're on top and you don't focus on what you have to do, then all of a sudden you come down to earth a little bit. And it I opens mean, the door for other teams. So it's great. I mean, two sides like UJ that we spoke about in Shimlas that's lying seventh and eighth. I mean, that's actually sad to see them down the bottom there. Traditionally, they're quite strong. No, definitely. And, you know, I spoke earlier to say UJ won two games on the trot and then all of a sudden they lost again. So, yeah. you know, like like with anything in life, um, if things go well, then you feed off that positive energy. When, it's, when it doesn't go well, then it becomes a negative. And then you start disbelieving and you don't trust in the system and you don't trust in your mate next to you and so forth. So whatever the issues are, I'm sure they'll they'll turn the table soon. And I think... You know, part of, and it's it's no excuse, everyone plays in exactly the same competition where you talk um, Varsity Cup or Varsity Shield. But I think the setup is also different. So many teams probably don't adapt as well as others because now they go into a bubble for 10 days and they play three or four games um, where the system, the, your, your body system isn't used to playing like that. The coaches might not be accustomed to it either as to how to rest and when to rest and how long and all of this. So it's all new to to, to certain people. And as I said, some got it right from the beginning. So um, it's 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 wonderful to see. It's a bit of a different one, playing three games in a week, especially at that level. Yeah, definitely. And I think your recovery your recovery is important, you know. So so part of the problem. Let's go let's go UJ for argument's sake. So there's so many things that you that you should be fixing. I mean, we can look at uh, Varsity Shield, where you go to DUT. There's so many things that is that is that has gone wrong that you need to fix. But the coaches also know that um, you're expected to win the next game, and you need to rest your players. And how do you keep them out of a zone where they are fatigued when they take the field again? Because there's so much that you have to do. So I think it's a catch-22, and planning is important. So I don't, I'm not not for one minute saying that some of the planning wasn't good enough, but I think some teams obviously planned better than others or understood the setup better than others, and that's a reason why they're at the top. Definitely. Then moving away from Varsity to the Rainbow Cup SA that started this weekend, um, we had the Bulls 22 hosting the Lions 9. And then the Stormers Sharks, Stormers hosting the Sharks down in Cape Town. Stormers 30, 
Sharks 33 with a excellent fight back in the second half. Well, firstly, let's go Sharks, seeing that we're from Sharks country. Um, I think the Stormers started very well, and they I did. think they caught us by surprise, or I don't know what happened. Um, I think we were down 17-0 at one stage, um, and then I think everyone thought that's it. That's the uh, that's the end of that. But you know, twofold from a from a Stormers point of view, yes, it was still early, and with that lead, they technically could have and should have closed it off. Um, yes. And the Sharks speaks wonders for the Sharks now because it shows a lot of character to come back. And uh, I mean, from 17 nil down to to beating the Stormers 30-33, um, it's quite a performance, you know. And and there's passages in play that the, both the Sharks and the Stormers played quite well. But I feel for the Stormers because the Stormers had it in the bag. Um, they could have actually closed that game down, and and it could have gone either way. So, um, but from a Sharks side and and Sean Everett's side, it was a great win for us. Sets us up nicely. What is important, if you take the score away, I mean, that's only three points. What's important from a lock point of view is that we got five points and it's yes. a bonus point away from home. So, um, and obviously getting one over top side like the Stormers away from home is, is something special and Sean Everett and, and crowd will take it. Well, the Sharks has beaten the Stormers twice in two games down in Cape Town. Two successive games. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what the important part is. So it's a psychological thing. So yes, you know yes. you, you're capable. I mean, when, when COVID hit us um, last year and the Sharks played in Super Rugby, we were top of the log um, before COVID hit us and we played away and we won. You know, we went to, to, to Australia and New Zealand and I think we only lost one, one on, game, one on yeah, trot. And we drew one. Correct. So um, that's all a confidence thing. You know, So when you go back there, you back your system because you think... Just we did it in the past, nothing stops us. So if you lose two or three on the trot, then you go very hesitant. You go over there to say, well, you don't know what to expect. So um, may this continue from a shark side of it. Um, it may, may Sean continue getting his troops right. And then, you know, you go to the Stormers, I mean, sorry, you go to the Bulls game um, where, they, where they played against the Lions. And, um, you know, I think there's many players, obviously, that, that, have changed. There was no Dwayne for Mielin and Mornay Stain came off the bench and, and whatever. Um, I think they had a lot of youngsters youngsters playing in that game as well. Um, I don't think I don't think a Jake White would obviously be happy with a win and 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 the margin that they won in. But there's so many things that they could have done better. I think if you look at the Bulls side that that won Super Rugby and that won the Curry Cup. Um, I think they were more clinical in the past than they were this weekend. And one could say that, you know, I think it was a month layoff or whatever it was. Um, and the extra week, obviously, because we started a week later because we're not jo joining um, the European Pro 14. Um, I think that could possibly have played played a role in that, you know. But ultimately, even if you're, I'm not saying the Bulls did play badly, but as a coach, even if your side does play badly and you still win and get a bonus point, there's nothing to complain about. But it was also as if the Lions couldn't, just couldn't finish it off. I mean, the Lions put them under pressure so many times and they actually had them and they just couldn't finish it. Yeah, I know, it's, it's sad, you know, and we had Sean Erasmus in the show as well um, a few weeks ago and we spoke about how they prepare and what they do in COVID and so forth. So I feel sorry for them as well and then Obviously, the Lions have got a very young side. 
um, young coaches and all learning their trade and, and, and developing. And I think there's going to be good things coming out of the line setup. So um, the, 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 the great thing is that what happened in the past happened in the past. The sun comes up tomorrow and you re-prepare and you focus on different things. And the next challenge is obviously the next round to try and bounce back. Yeah, and for the Lions, that next round on the 8th of May is against the Sharks here in Durban. And uh, let's see who bounces back. Yeah, that's an important one because traditionally the Lions aren't bad when they come and play in Durban. They definitely um, are. You know, the difference here now is that the Sharks' mindset would be a positive one and now it depends on how they channel that now yet again. Um, the Lions know they've got lots of work to do, but I mean, the Sharks is a decent outfit and Sean is a, is a wise coach, so I don't think they'll get caught off guard. They know exactly what they want to do and how they're going to be uh, playing. And uh, yeah, it will see. It will be nice to see see the two teams against each other, yeah. And then the Stormers host the Bulls down in Cape Town. Let's see if the Stormers can bounce back from this one. Yeah, so for me, um, I think that's probably going to be the game of the weekend. Um, yes. More so from a north-south derby type of type of thing. I mean, that's always tough. I know all our teams when we play in derbies, it's it's tough. Um, but I think the 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 Stormers, the Bulls game would be, probably be the one for me. I think you can probably also have more expanding and expansive rugby coming out of the Shark Tank than when you go to the Stormers for that simple reason that those two derby games up there, the Stormers and the Bulls, is going to be a cracker. I think. Yes. I'm sure these games are going to be very interesting to watch. And then on the 15th of May, the Lions host the Stormers in uh, Johannesburg and the Bulls host the Sharks at Loftus-Fashville. Mm. Yeah, that one. Um, let's go to the Lions one first. Um, I think the Lions playing at home could, could possibly, could possibly, depending on what happens this weekend, um, could possibly get one over the Stormers. Because they're playing at, at uh, Emirates Park. Um, never nice playing up in altitude. But yeah, I think the Sharks, when we go and play the Bulls in two weeks' time, um, we've, got a, we've got a point to prove going to, to Loftus and trying to beat them there. I think the last two matches that we played there, they beat us comfortably. Three even, if I'm not mistaken. Um, although we beat them when they were here. Yes. Um, but I mean, if... if if we manage to beat the Lions on the weekend, then our our focus levels will be high, and they'll know what to do when they go there. So, yeah, that would be a that would be a good one. And then, obviously, then all four teams would have played each other, and yes. uh, we'd know exactly where we stand. Yeah. Well, after that, we'll see what then happens going into the second round. Yeah, which is also which is also important now, you know, because obviously um, we'll be using this as preparations for the Lions series when the Lions tour South Africa. Um, and there's a few youngsters already that have been that have been putting their hands up, you know. So, which is good because the the older guys that are basically assured, if one can say that, um, to be, have a Springbok call up at least. I think there's some youngsters that have now put their hands up to say, well, Definitely. wait a minute. Not only so far, only one round in the Rainbow Cup, fair enough. But uh, we've put our hands up in the Curry Cup and the Super Rugby, and we yeah. Uh, especially at locked now, having. It's a bit, and um, 
loot the yacht out out of the scene um, to see all these youngsters coming through now and putting their hands up. And I, I mean, there's a couple of them, and not only at lock, but at, at all the positions. There's there's quite a few of them that they can choose. From. Uh, in fact, and I think South Africans in good space. And I think what is also good for us is the fact that Varsity Cup and Varsity Shield is is played simultaneously. Yes. Um, I mean, and there are some phenomenal players that are that are playing there, you know. So um, we're only getting back into club rugby now. It's opening on the 5th of May, which we'll allude to a little bit later. Um, but at that specific level is where you're looking at the future of South African rugby. And with the Lions tour around the corner, um, there's a few of our players obviously playing overseas as well. There's a few that have put their hands up. I mean, there's some guys playing overseas that haven't, worn a Springbok jersey or been close to that but they're playing phenomenal rugby so I think our pool is a lot bigger which is which is great although we've only got so many contracted players um, and I think obviously a guy like Ninaber and, and uh, Erasmus they they open-minded as to who they want and where they want to go and obviously our setup is different so we we haven't had the opportunity to play together and so forth so they'll have to use this wisely but i think they they quite clever they will get it right. uh, i'm sure they'll they'll get it right then moving away from the from the playing field for a bit um talking about the administration side of rugby uh, sports cap which is the registration um, software for for players to be registered at clubs and and pro provincial level, and Boxmart, which is the head, neck, and spine injury uh, software and program that is run by Saru, has now amalgamated and they came up with a new concept called My Boxmart, and it's on an app where you can do your Boxmart course via the app. And you can also register as administrators and players and coaches via your your app. That you don't have to go into a centre to go and do these courses, which I think is a very good thing. Yeah, I think it's brilliant because um, you know, let's take myself as a as a coach that have been coaching for a number of years. There's so many variations and specifics. Specifics. One of the things that they have on there is now COVID specific as yes. to how you do it and what you do. So, and and you know you don't. It's not as if you go to varsity and you have to pass a test or whatever. But I mean, there's a there's a percentage allocated. There to is this, a percentage allocated, um, and you just keep doing it until yes. you know what's going on. You know, and they speak about law. So so what is good about this, as a as an old coach myself. Um, and you're not sure, you can do any of those courses yourself, go through it just to recap and so forth. What they also use it for is if you if you are up-and-coming coach and you want to do your level one or whatever, you have to go through those first to get yes. the basics right before you can, you know. So I think it's a wonderful initiative and they probably got it right. Um, and it's not only for it's not only for coaches, it's for referees yeah. and everyone coaches, that can referees. do it. You anybody know, any anybody that's involved with a rugby match mm. on game day that's going to be on the field or next to the field involved with that game needs to have a box mod and have to be registered on SportsCap. And I think what, what they've done right here is to bring that closer to the people and not take it away from the people that what ha has happened with a lot of other things. Mm is this one has actually been brought to the people and has made it uh, much easier for the people to, to actually do these courses and, and get their box smart and 
it registered on, on SportsCap. Well, what's nice about it is you can do it in the comfort of your home. You just yes, sit there in definitely. your office or wherever. And look, some of it is quite intense, um, obviously. Is. Um, but some of them is easy. 15, 20 minutes and you're done. Um, yes. But it's a build-up to, to certain things. So, But yeah, to oh. come back to that, I think it's a great initiative. Um, it's a pity... Well, except on the box smart side of it, um, obviously every two years you need yes. to get your box smart course done and so forth. But it's a pity it's not enforced. You know, as an old coach myself, for argument's sake, you always think you know more or you know better or whatever. Yes. And I mean, when you go back to those things, yes, yeah, some of it's basic stuff, but it just sparks that or ignites that little piece where you go, sure, you know, you forgot about that actually through, and you can actually elaborate and fix certain things. So, yes. no, I think it's a great initiative. Well done, Saru. Yep. Um, then some good news from the Sharks camp is the Sharks is op or are opening up the the new The Sharks Business Center, which is a, a high-speed Wi-Fi facility that will facilitate the connection between like-minded individuals. Um, it's just a, a facility that will help um, entrepreneurs and, and, and youngsters to develop and, and give them the facility to actually work from and connect with, with like-minded people? Well, I think it's a great idea. You know, the Sharks have always stood by the fact that um, it's not only rugby. Yes. There's life after rugby. There's injury that might happen. I mean, for years they've been pushing guys to study and to work and to invest properly yes. and so forth. And this is just another initiative um, I think it's great more so for the, for the youngsters. When I say youngsters, I mean when they stop playing rugby, they're still young, relatively young from a business point of view and that. But from a rugby point of view, you know, over the hill, if I can put it that way. Um, but I mean, at 30 or 32 or so, I mean, your life is still starting. And the problem with many sportsmen, professional sportsmen, is when they retire, then they have nothing. Yes. So the Sharks have always push this quite hard to say, right, there has to be some sort of a studies behind you, and this is this is ideal. So it takes that step further, other than studying, of giving them the, the opportunity to use Wi-Fi and whatever to connect with people worldwide and to set their stuff up. So well done to the Sharks as well. And the Sharks are only going forward, so not only on the field, but behind the scenes behind as the well. Behind the scenes as brilliant. well. And this is a very nice addition to... to the Sharks Academy as well, Correct. to the academy, getting those youngsters through to, to study. And a lot of those youngsters, let's be fair, are not going to make it as, as rugby players. Mm -hmm. And for them now to have a facility like this where you've got boardrooms and cubicles and high-speed Wi-Fi and, and you can sharpen all those skills to take what you've learned at the academy further and actually become a, a, a good businessman. Well, obviously the skill levels are there. And, you know, if you... Think for yourself, if you are in a big company and you've got a nice boardroom or whatever, these youngsters don't have that. Yes. But to sit in the Sharks boardroom with all the memorabilia behind you and all that things like that and you're doing a Zoom meeting or something, it just makes those guys feel more special. Um, because in theory, sure they might does. not sit there for a the whole day, but in yes. theory, that's their office. Yes. Um, they've got nice space. They, they're not shy about what it looks like or whatever because it's obviously professionally run. Um, and... I'm not sure if there's a cost behind it, which I doubt it, but there's I mean, no they just sit there and they, and, and they use those facilities. I mean, where do you get that? It doesn't happen often. There might be places, so I mustn't say it like that. 
But I mean, it's a it's a great initiative, and I'm sure there's many of these youngsters that will actually take that opportunity. Yeah, from what I could see, this is all free of charge. Um, it's available, and great. you can use it. Yeah, no, I so think well it's done, great. Shocks. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it just helps the youngsters to do that extra step to to set up certain things where. You know, obviously, depending on how popular it is, they might now need to book a boardroom or whatever, but that teaches them as well to do certain things because that's their time slot. But yes. knowing that you don't need to bother because it's free now as well, and Zoom, and I mean, they might want to make contact with people in Europe, um, and they've got the facilities for that, where others might not have that luxury, you know. So, yeah, no, great, well done. Well done, Sharks. Then staying with, um, with training and coaching and development, um, Saturday past, you hosted a coaching clinic at Kingsway High School. You like to tell us about it? Yeah, thanks, guys, for that. Um, no, I was quite excited. Um, we came up with an idea that we wanted to do a coaching clinic, but not for players initially to start to coach the coaches. Um, I made contact with a good friend of ours, Donald Nguenya, because he's at the Sharks and the coaching side of it. And initially I asked for uh, maybe Sharks coaches to, to be involved for something like that because that's a level that I wanted to pitch it at. But unfortunately the timing is, is an issue now. Obviously we started with the Rainbow Cup and so on and so forth. So then we then we opened it for Premier Division coaches to to come to the south in Toti area um, and the coaching clinic was specifically for primary, high school, and club coaches, but more so from a school point of view. And then um, we were fortunate enough to get um, Sharks high performance coaches in Derek Heiberg and Anke van der Merwe. Sorry, Anke, I forgot your name there for a second. And Anke van der Merwe to come and do it. And it was actually a very successful day. A lot of positivity came out of there. I think uh, the coaches learned quite a bit. A lot of practical work, so we got Kingsway's uh, under 16 and 18 combined guys just together, um, and they did the practicals, and I mean, the kids learned a lot. The coaches, there were about 20-odd coaches at the, at the clinic, and it was only a, a two-hour clinic, so a lot of information that went in, obviously questions being asked, um, and it was great. We had a local sponsor um, in in supplying food for the youngsters in the spur, a local spur here by us, Clearwater Spur, and uh, thanks to Gert and his people. Um, we had Shark Bite on, on board that came and videoed the whole thing, and the ex-Kingsway pupil in um, our Cleveland that uh, took the videos and all of that. And yeah, we were fortunate, and the kids enjoyed it because that obviously be aired on Supersport, so um, they all looking forward to that. And then uh, happy to say that uh, it will be an annual, uh, annual event going forward. Um, we'll keep doing this on the south. And what we want to do, though, sorry, uh, just to elaborate on that. So the next step would be for the coaches that did attend to take that and do coaching clinics for primary schools and high schools where they would then take the youngsters through that and just do a few sessions with them So annually. And then hoping, hoping later on we can expand it maybe to the club um, and, and make this a big event on an annual basis. We will definitely do that. And then from uh, the DRSU, um, Mr. Paddy Doyle also congratulated you at the DRSU meeting um, in your initiative, um, saying that it's, it's 
absolutely brilliant to bring it down to the south and well done. Well done to Mark Cameron and Kingsway High School for that initiative. Yeah, thanks, Gus. And it's it's nice to hear that it was that was addressed at uh, the RSU level at the union. And uh, obviously, from Kingsway side, we we thank everyone, including Paddy. Um, Paddy did send me a message on on Sunday as well to say how did it go, and he wanted photos and all that because I got obviously sent him a mail as well, being the chair of the coaching association. Um, and he welcomed that. And, you know, from a coaching point of view, we don't have that enough. You know, things change so often. We want to listen to referees and that. But to know that we had the union's backing was, was actually phenomenal. And I uh, thank everyone that was involved in this. Well done, Mark. Thank you. Then moving on to club rugby, um, the provisional fixtures were released yesterday. Um, the official club season will start on the 5th of June, um, having the flyer tournament two weeks prior to that. Um, unfortunately for Toti, the flyer tournament will only be um, played by four clubs, which is Rovers, Collegians, Crusaders and Varsity College, um, all to do with COVID and to limit the, the number of players and, and, and supporting staff at one venue because the Flyers played at one specific venue. Um, unfortunately, Toti is not part of that now, but at least the the season is seems to be kicking off now. Yeah, definitely. I think part of, obviously, we weren't part of the discussions and that, but um, the four clubs that you're referring to now are all based in Durban, yes. and obviously we're on the south coast, so I think that was probably part of part of the discussion. Um, you know, from a from a planning point of view, it threw a little bit of a curveball from Toti's side because obviously yeah. our plan to to play in the varsity, oh, sorry, sorry, in the in the flyer tournament, um, but it doesn't really matter because we will organise other friendlies for the teams to play, and maybe it worked in our favour because uh, in the flyer we would only obviously send a squad to go and play there, whereas. Now we're going to get all our players involved over the next three or four weeks to play. So um, it's a nice, it's nice preparation for us going forward. Obviously, not playing in the Flyers is a different story now, but nice preparation because over the next four weeks we will definitely try and prepare for the season. And it starts this weekend on the eighth. We play. We're hosting Hillcrest Villagers at the Mamsontoti Rugby Club. Pity that there won't be any spectators though. Yeah, very unfortunate that there won't be any spectators. And we actually appeal to all the people. To out there, all our spectators, to please abide by the COVID rules. We unfortunately are not allowed to have any spectators around the field of play, um, although crossbar will be open, um, but nobody allowed on or around the field of play. Oh, it's sad, actually, but, you know, it's it's been like that for many months now all over the world, it's so it's not unique to, to South Africa or to Club Rugby or to Toti specific. Um, it's just that we need to adapt and we need to go on and, and yes. you know, players need to understand that there's no spouses and friends and that that's allowed to come and watch. Um, and it is what it is. You know, I think at the end of the day, the guys just want to play rugby and enjoy what they what they love. And from a coaching point of view, we just want to see what's happening and try and plan according to for the season. Who knows? It might open in a month or two's time, which I doubt it. But I mean, it could. There's, there's 
if we stay things. if we stay within the rules and the regulations and we abide by all of those i'm sure that in the very short foreseeable future we will be opened up and and, and we would be able to play and go back to normal. Yeah, look, I think I think we've been fortunate. I mean, I can only speak from Toti's point of view, uh, Toti Rugby Club's point of view, but I mean, club rugby follow very strict COVID regulations and protocols and whatever, but we're not, we're not like the professional outfits where we physically test yes. twice or three times a week and before we play and after we play and that. So just that in, a, in itself is, is very positive from a club point of view yes, because, because you know, and I don't want to jinx it now, but, I mean, we've had we've had no COVID cases where we had to isolate players and yes. close the club down and, and things like that. And as far as I know, none of the clubs that, have been, clubs that have been training have had the same. So I think Varsity College had to isolate the under-20 side because they had one case in the under-20 side, which, which they then isolated, but... Because they're not on the same field and they don't practice on the same fields and they don't practice normally the same times as the, as the seniors, it was only the under-20s for 10 days. Yeah. That so was no, it. That's what I'm saying. One's, one's fortunate if you look at how yes. the professional sides do that. you know. So, And maybe maybe I think, and, and we thank Saru as well, obviously, for allowing this and putting all the rules in place and, and, and maybe uh, being more lenient to a certain degree, because the same happens at school. So schoolboy rugby is, is on the go. Um, Kingsway, for argument's sake, we're playing our first game this Saturday as well on the 8th, um, which is great. So rugby is there. The boys just want to play, whether you're junior or senior. Um, spectators just want to see, unfortunately. There's nothing, so everyone is asking, can we live stream it, yes. uh, which we'll obviously be looking at We're going forward. Maybe not now, but in the league. Um, so people will definitely be able to follow it. So that's exciting in itself. Well, talking about live streaming, I see all the clubs has put a, a request forward to, um, to the union to see if there's not something they can do to help the clubs to actually live stream and get the, the games, all the club games out there. I know that all the um, um, Gauteng or Lions-based clubs has now struck a deal with uh, um, SABC and they're going to televise all the club games around the Lions area. Oh, that's great. So hopefully hopefully we can do something similar here at the Sharks, and I know that it was raised with the union, and they are looking into it. Great. I think from a spectator point of view, I mean, that's great. So the, we've it got so many good. followers following yes. club rugby in South Africa, and I don't want to say to deprive them because it sounds like one's doing it on purpose. But... Uh, if, if they can't see it and they can't follow it, and, and, and more so um, for, for provincial sides, whether they're in Gauteng or Stormer's side or here by us, you need to see those club players play. You know, So the Sharks is one of the provinces that obviously they have contracted players, but they look at players outside the contracts as well, as Sean Everett alluded to when he was with us in studio. Um, and that's what's important. So you need yeah. that. You need that footage. You need that for them to see what's going on. Otherwise, who knows where we're going? And more so, if you look at schoolboy rugby, you know they play. Let's say it's a Craven Week now, but you got your schools playing against each other. Their derbies yes. and that. If those games don't get televised, no spectators. So how do you get guys that can go and see to give them contracts or whatever? You know. So these are these are important. It sounds minor, but they are very important. 
for rugby to to survive and continue growing. Yeah, but that's also a new way of of getting club rugby back to back to the people and 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 actually give it back to the people where it, where it actually belongs. So yeah, let's let's hope that we can do something. Yeah, it will be nice, you know. And and, and obviously there's cost involved. Yes. Um, and and that's part of probably part of the problem for for most clubs because it's a financial issue, especially nowadays. But I mean, you don't need to live stream every single game. Um, fortunately, if there's 12 games, six of them at home and six are away. So whoever the home side is, in theory, only has to record them six times out of the 12 because the other the other club would record the other games, you know. So, but it is what it is, and and whatever the contract might be, it would be it would be lovely to see something like that. It would be. Then coming back closer to home, we had an interview with Flock Silja and we introduced his Tackies and Talks program that him and uh, Ornay Stein are running together and you were so kind as to to get involved in that from a Mums and Toti rugby side and we've got the boxes available at the club. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, it's nice. So we we basically launched it last week Um, when I say launched it on social media so um, Mornay Stein is the ambassador for that and yes. obviously Floxelier is the driving force behind it um, so we've received our boxes so we just asking the, the public out there to, to support us you know to um, on Facebook they will see their specific times where they can bring their tackies or boots to the club um, also practice times obviously because there's someone available but if it does happen that um, someone can't make it during that time we've arranged with a with a with crossbar the manager just give it to me the manager and he'll hand it over afterwards but obviously the bulk of that would go during training time Um, once those boxes are full then we'll get in contact with with flock and them again and they will collect and they'll distribute it to the to the needy so i think it's a massively massively great um, initiative from Froxelier and it was great chatting to him in the studio I think it was about two weeks ago or three weeks ago when this started yes. um, and it's and it's it's phenomenal how it's worked if you follow social media you'll see all over it's popping up now all of a sudden yes. you know and I'm just very proud to say that as as a, a, a Mamsam Totian um, that Mamsam Toti Rugby Club has, has taken this on board and we're giving back to the communities and to the needy and and you know we take it for granted i mean these don't they don't need to be brand new boots or brand new tackies it's just usable one good ones um and there's so many kids that that, that so desperately yeah need something like this you know and if we can help in any which way that's great so to flock as well just to you flock thank you very much for the initiative yes. and thanks for allowing a from toti rugby club to to be part of this wonderful initiative and we'll drive it as far as we can i'll second that all the way um, I would just like to appeal to all our opponents coming down to Toti in Hillcrest, being the first ones, to all bring your old tackies and talks and come and support this initiative. It's nationwide, it's actually international, but it's nationwide at the moment, and we can help so many underprivileged sportsmen and women to, to actually participate in the sports that they love definitely mark thank you very much again for your input and your insight
Um, always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Always nice chatting rugby and other things like tackies and, and uh, talks, talks uh, from Flock and all the people that we interview to them as well. Thank you for, yes. for Thank all their kind much. words and always being willing to come on board. And to you yourself, thanks for always driving this. And uh, may we may we continue with this. And obviously, we can't if there's no if there's no listeners and supporters. So hopefully, we're doing the right thing for the people out there, and ultimately for rugby. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank you for joining Touchline. From myself, Casper Els, and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week. <laughs>